Hello, and welcome to the Impact Your Fitness podcast. My name is Jennifer Schwartz, and today I'd like to discuss muscle tightness, muscle imbalances, and how the body protects itself with tight muscles. Today, you'll discover how muscle imbalances and compensation patterns contribute to tightness and pain and how stretching alone may not address the root cause. Understanding muscle imbalances and how the body becomes protective is a complex task. <laughs> Looking under the hood of a car is much easier than the hood of our own nervous system. I should know it's something I do every day. When we address muscle imbalances, we will feel less psychologically intrepid about our movement and experience less tightness. The sensations before and after addressing muscular imbalances are very different. It's like feeling brand new and almost newborn, newborn-ish. <laughs> While holding on to muscle imbalances, it can feel sticky, creaky, and just unnatural. When I was dealing with my knee being kind of stuck, I always felt like I had two different legs. That's just one example. Everybody has their own unique experience with this. For example, very recently, a young lady, about 22 years old, visited us for the first time. She's a competitive ultimate Frisbee player and has some tightness around the quadriceps on both legs. She commented that a previous PT labeled her right leg as shorter and she recommended a lift in the heel. So it's like a prosthetic in the, in the shoe. I immediately saw the same leg length discrepancy. This PT had given her a lot of hip rotation and hip flexion uh, stretches. So after treating the right side with PT and this stretching flexibility program, this young lady had more tightness in the other leg, but the, which is her left, but the right side, the original problem, felt better. <laughs> and so that means the left side was showing similar symptoms of tightness. So, you know, I think that's a little confusing and I would be confused by that if I were her and she was confused. It, but it wasn't too alarming to this new client because she's young and she didn't have old injuries per se, but she knew something wasn't right. And Basically, one, I am the type of person that can help people answer these types of questions. So that's why she was in our office in the first place. Um, but she wasn't too concerned, the new client. But again, it did confuse her. And she was a little concerned enough to tell me about it. After investigating myself around her knee, both knees, both hips, and her pelvis, I could see that the leg length discrepancy could have a neuromuscular quality to it instead of a structural one as the PT suggested. And all in all, that probably took about five minutes of investigating. So we could do more investigating and find some data points um, with some strength testing equipment, but we decided to move forward with a short treatment. And I will say this before telling you about that, um, I would conclude that her quad tightness 
wouldn't respond to stretching alone. So she indicated that her quads would really only feel tight when accelerating, which in Ultimate Frisbee is actually a lot. It's a lot of stop and go. So in my head, I'm like, mm, that is a problem. <laughs> I'm glad you're here. So her, my findings uh, after this little, you know, it, short investigative process were that she had a patellar tracking limitation on the lateral side of her right knee, and she did not have full knee extension and full knee flexion on the right knee. Now, I might not be able to do anything about the patellar tracking issue right away, but I knew I could help with the full knee movement. And so my hypothesis for this scenario was that if her knee could get full extension and flexion, that her pelvis would settle into a better posture and that would create some balance from the ground up in and in the rotational and frontal plane at the pelvis. So using the tools that I have, which is muscle activation techniques, muscle testing, and the new X NX Pro, which has interactive neuromuscular electrical stimulation, her body responded quick and allowed me to help her straighten her knee. What happened in the interaction between my muscle testing and neuromuscular stimulation and her nervous system is that we addressed neuromuscular communication and increase the muscle's polarity to get electrical signals to the muscle faster. This will achieve the most optimal muscular contraction and give the client that feel-good, natural movement, freedom feeling. <laughs> that is essentially the goal of all of our sessions here. And we want to get the muscles to fire on demand and give the joints more mobility and stability. So the neuromuscular system is in control of that in a lot of these tightness scenarios. So the body will get from point A to point B with what it has to work with. If you have enough strong muscles to compensate for the weak ones, it's not a huge deal. But if you have exceeded the tolerance of the muscles enough, the muscle imbalances will appear and cause problems. This can be anything from a tight shoulder and lack of motion in the neck, lower back. I mean, it happens all over the body. And so it's like driving a car with bad alignment. I see it catch up with people and I see it before it catches up with people. A wise physical therapist, a little birdie just told me that the body is always trying to fix itself. In the case of muscular imbalances, I think the body is using the same wisdom to protect tissues that aren't ready to go back in the game and aren't fully recovered. On the other hand, my young client with tight quads has more players in the game after we reestablish knee extension. In the studio, we repeatedly see clients change movement patterns after 20 minutes of activation. This happens over 10 times a day in our studio, maybe even more. And when I say like stretching won't help most muscle imbalances, I'm saying that because stretching can violate the body's protective mechanisms. Unless you know that your tissue, your muscles can tolerate the stress of the particular exercise, in this case, the stretch 
is the exercise. It is a stress on tissue and any stress, any exercise, any stretch, we really want the muscular system to be able to respond to that and not go over its tolerance. Every person has their own tolerance. And that's really important because we have our own history with how we move and, you know, sports and injuries there and the way that we sit and, the, and our posture and our genetics. So let me not get off the rails here. <laughs> On stretching muscle imbalances, it's not like dangerous, like a neural tension, like you're not going to do nerve damage. It can be a waste of time. I will say that. However, um, what it can do is slowly like degrade the neuromuscular quality, especially if stretching is done like haphazardly or if the stretching is a stress on the muscular system, meaning you've exceeded its tolerance. And you would know that if you, especially if you leave a yoga class more tight, that's that, or you tighten up again, right? And within hours or the next day, that probably means you exceeded the tolerance. Um, it could also mean your tissues are dehydrated. In both of these scenarios, the muscular system tightens up and stretching will not fix dehydration and it will not fix these protective mechanisms. Not that you want to fix protective mechanisms. <laughs> you want to work with them and understand what your body is saying. And you know, you've heard me say this before on this podcast. The best case scenario for stretching muscu muscular imbalances is that you're creating some kind of calm in the nervous system or you're just neutralizing something or it's just a waste of time and nothing happens, which is fine too. So, because sometimes, you know, passing time is just fine. <laughs> this little piece of wisdom, right? It's like a perfect transition to reminding you that stress can come in many different forms. The nervous system doesn't know the difference between physical, chemical, and emotional stress. When the system is overloaded in any of those ways, muscular function decreases. The electrical impulse is not optimal and the muscles don't support the joints, which creates the cycle of tightness, pain, and weakness. This is also the second part of this idea that muscle imbalances um, could be tied to tightness through emotional stress. You've heard people say, I hold stress in my shoulders. I hold stress in my lower back. Personally, this is going to sound really funny. I actually squeeze my butt <laughs> when I am feeling uh, like over tensed and like stressed. And I catch myself doing it multiple times a day. I think it's like grinding my teeth, but I'm not doing that, which is great. So I squeeze my butt. <laughs> Yeah, just laugh with me for a second. But that's my way of expressing like tension through the body. And so we all do it a little differently. Hopefully yours is not grinding your teeth. A lot of people, unfortunately, a lot of people have that behavior. So I say muscle imbalances can be connected to emotional stress because I've seen it play out with clients right in front of me. If we can process emotional stress through movement and breath, through something like yoga, then perhaps the body will respond with less tightness. But if you're waking up with tightness after your yoga class, it's not. That's not the that's not the issue. While I've seen muscle imbalances and emotional stress be related, I don't understand the mechanisms entirely. I but I will say this, I do fully believe that our our emotions are electromagnetic 
and they have a magnetic quality. Meaning when our thinking is disciplined and our emotions are managed, we are vibrating more balanced and neutral with alpha, strong energy, and our bodies are more balanced and feeling better. When we have a backlog of unprocessed thoughts and emotions, our bodies vibrate a completely different way that's frenetic, incoherent, anxious, and stuck. And that our body vibrates this too in tightness and stuck muscles and stuck movement. I've also seen interesting cases where rectifying muscle imbalances give people more energy to process and deal with emotional distress. I'm just saying, I know these two are connected. So let's start to wrap this up with some actionable tips. I want to say that we can learn how to listen to our body. This is one of my main focus points for this whole entire podcast is to give people the tools to look at their body in a more objective way. So I think one of the my big takeaways, of course, is that learn how to focus on your movement in a more neutral and objective way. I'd also like you to learn about targeted strength training and exercises that rebalance your muscles and restore alignment and and enliven your tissue and enliven your movement patterns. So a way to do this is isometrics for joint-specific movement. You look for your end range and perform gentle isometric exercises. This looks similar to stretching, but it's actually the opposite. Instead of trying to loosen up muscles, try to reestablish connection around the joint. You can only do this if you pay close attention to your movement in an objective and neutral way. Another thing to consider with this tip is increasing the tolerance of the muscles can be done with precise strength training. So when you do that, your body doesn't fall apart as easily. It's one of my favorite benefits of strength training, to be honest. I'm not going to encourage people to like redline and go full force where inflammation is triggered. I encourage people to do strength training in a way that is aligned to where they can recover, where their tolerance is. And this is different for everyone. And one huge reason I believe everyone should have a personalized exercise education. Okay, so here's another big tip. And some people don't like this to hear this. Emotional management. Get it together. <laughs> Learning to go back and forth and dance with our emotions in, is, an, is good. And it's a natural part of life to understand our emotions and process them instead of shoving them down or drowning them in substances. Substances. <laughs> I personally use a number of techniques for this, but mostly biofield tuning and vibrational sound therapy, as well as hypnosis. And I will also say astrology. So I think I have one, uh, two more tips for you on this, and then we'll close it up. Explore the idea that neural tension could be at play. I went on and on about this in the first installment of this podcast series. So neural tension, um, a subtle change in the neurodynamics of any of the nerves can create altered movement mechanics, period. And I think, I think it's at the heart of a lot of our muscle tightness, to be honest, and movement imbalances. 
Last tip, start tracking your body's recovery. This can be done through cycle tracking if you're a lady or a period person, I don't know, menstruating person, (laughs) Um, HRV tracking, heart rate variability, breath rate, and something I was exposed to recently, which is temperature tracking, the body temperature tracking. And um, I'm having fun with that one. We'll definitely be doing an episode on that. And anyways, I think tracking your body's recovery can be a little neurotic, um, but don't, you know, if you know how to manage your emotions, you might not get there. That's all. (laughs) But I've been there. I've been to the neurotic end of this spectrum and I'm in a good place now and very proud of that. And if you have some experiences around that, I'd love to hear from you. I'd love to hear from you if you have tips on isometrics and helping yourself through movement imbalances and muscle imbalances. But overall, just thank you for wanting to know more about your body and becoming your fittest self. The Impact Your Fitness podcast is a free subscription and is a part of the Think Fit, Be Fit podcast network. Until our next episode, remember that not everyone's the same and education about your body is the smartest thing we can do to be independent and wise with our time. Check out the show notes to learn more about resources for this episode, my newsletter, courses, and all about our studio in Alexandria, Virginia. Thank you again and have a great workout.